Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Um, I want this to be as interactive as possible. So if you can turn your cameras on, that would be great. We have a really exciting conversation today. And I feel like this topic has been the topic of conversation for probably a few months now. Um, I'm in the D.C. metro area market. And typically trends we see in our market start to kind of span outward from the city and then kind of flow into northern Virginia, Maryland, um, and sometimes like the southern part of Pennsylvania. Um, so with interest rates rising, discussing market shifts, I thought would be a fun topic today. <laughs> I'm sure we're all talking about it offline anyway. And the feds are meeting at two o'clock today. So I felt like it would be perfect. Um, I have a very special guest, Amy Minish. She's a senior loan officer from Hometown Lenders based out of Baltimore. Welcome, Amy. Thank you guys for having me. Hi, Kim. Hi, Lisa. I'm excited for today. So depending on your area, um, I know for me, I'm in Maryland, um, but I do service Maryland, D.C. and Virginia. And I am seeing less multiple offers in certain areas, more so than in Virginia and D.C., or I should say northern Virginia, because there is a slight difference in markets, the southern side of Virginia. Um, Amy, have you been seeing the same trends with who you've been servicing? Yeah, so I service Maryland, D.C. and Virginia. And what we've been seeing on our end is that with the increase of interest rates, of course, people's buying power has unfortunately decreased as well. So it's pushing people out of the market. And some people are deciding, you know, okay, maybe I want to wait. Maybe I don't want to purchase right now because of the competition and interest rates going up. So I think that some people, because they just don't understand what's going on in the market right now, they're like, ah, I don't want to buy a house right now. So what we've been seeing is that, you know, people, because of their reduced buying power, we haven't been seeing as much activity either. But what I try to explain to clients is that it's not looking like it's going to get better. So buying a home right now is still a great decision because the Fed, basically people are predicting that a recession is going to be coming soon. And what I explain to clients is a recession is not the same thing as the housing crash because people equate one with the other. They think, okay, if a recession's coming, the housing market's going to crash, we're going to get reduced prices. But with the way inventory is right now, that's just not what is being predicted. There's not enough inventory. Interest rates are still rising. If you do get into your house now and the recession comes, interest rates are going to go down at that point. So there's opportunity to refinance. You're still going to get those equity gains. So I always tell people the the time to purchase is when you feel financially ready to move forward. Not when you think the market's going to do this or you think the market's going to do that. Because we can't really 100% predict what's going to happen with the market. I love that. And because you are preparing them kind of for that refinance opportunity. Mm -hmm. And if they are ready and able, it's like, why not? 
your rate is going to end up eventually going down if there is a recession on the brink, which I personally feel like it's coming, but I don't think it's going to affect like you. I don't think it's going to affect the real estate market. Like you said, the inventory is not there, even though we are seeing a slight spike in inventory, it's not enough for it to truly shift. And I don't know how it is in anyone else's market that's on the call. So feel free to jump in. Um, but are you seeing, are you seeing changes in how you do your estimates now? Cause I know my, my consults, the way I've been doing my consults have now mm-hmm. kind of changed. Yeah. So I still don't. So about a year ago or a year and a half ago, maybe two years, actually, it was common to get seller help. <laughs> like that was just <laughs> the norm. If you're going to make an offer, you can get 3% seller help. But, um, you know, in this, market now, I haven't been saying, okay, seller help is a thing. Now I have seen some clients starting to get seller help. I think it is still pretty rare, but I think that if the house has been sitting on the market for some time, it is something that you can ask for, which is helping people because for those that don't necessarily have the money to pay all down payment, all closing costs, if they can get some seller help, that's definitely going to help. So I I am changing and pivoting how I'm doing my consults with people and just setting realistic expectations that this market is just pretty crazy right now. Are you adjusting your rate up any at all, even though it might not be the rate? Like, so example, like if someone could get a 5%, are you putting it at five and a half just in case to kind of give that buffer for them? What I like to do is, make some room in their debt to income ratio. So I'm not pre-approving people at their maximum maximum right now because I know that interest rates are so, they're fluctuating so much. So Mm -hmm. what I do instead is I show them our rate sheet and I say, hey, this is where rates are today. I don't know what they're going to be like tomorrow. We can't lock you in until you find a house. So I'm going to leave some room, just a little bit of a cushion. So that way, if there's an HOA, we'll have that cushion. If rates go up, we have that cushion. So I'm definitely not pre-approving people at their maximum maximum, which I think is definitely helping out because you know buying power three months ago is different than what it is today. So if we pre-approve someone three months ago and now they're deciding, okay, I'm going to get serious about shopping. Well, hey, you might've lost a lot of money in that pre-approval amount. Yeah, so I have a buyer who started shopping last summer. And we know the rates were like exceptional Mm -hmm. last summer. They were approved up to a million. They were shopping up to a million. Now we're shopping at 800. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, because of the rates. So and then, of course, now the inventory kind of at that price point is a little it's tough. It's tough. And I bet those people are just kicking themselves in the butt because they thought by waiting, they were going to get a better deal. But now look what has happened. Yeah, now it's it's unknown at this point. I am seeing, like you mentioned, houses sitting on the market a little longer to where we're able to get some closing costs paid or get them down in pricing. That's um, So I was even just, so my husband and I, we just closed on our house in April of this year, 2022. Mm -hmm. And we got an interest rate of a 3.99, which was really great because I went through my company. We got a massive discount because even then a 3.99 was a really great rate. I was looking and if we had gotten our house today, our mortgage payment would have been $600 more. 
And that's just the difference of us closing in April versus us closing in June. So that's huge. That is huge. Significant change. And I'll piggyback off of that because I closed in October (laughs) 2021 with a 2.75. Wow. That's amazing. So, I mean, if I were to, like you said, closing in June, I would have been 150,000 less than Mm -hmm. I would be still at my mother-in-law's house. (laughs) Full disclosure, everybody. (laughs) because <laughs> I have a family of five. So um, if my budget was 150 less, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be finding a house comparable to what I just sold. Yeah. Um, so for people that are just waiting for like more inventory to come out and they're thinking that, you know, things are going to get better. It's like, okay, you might get that house for a little bit of a cheaper price than you would have a couple months ago, but with the interest rates going up, it's going to even out or it's still going to be more than what you would have paid. So that's why it's always better to just move forward when you feel financially ready. Yep. You have to base it off your own, your own finances, not your grandmother who bought a house 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And that's the worst thing that you can do is listen to other people and like their experiences because every situation is going to be so different. So you just have to listen to the experts that are in your corner and move forward with them instead of listening to all of the hearsay around. Yes. I would like to hear from some of the people on the call. Where are you guys from? Zahira? Are you seeing this same um, in your market? Uh, yes, we're actually, I'm in Southern California. And uh, basically, we're starting to see a lot of price drops. And um, we're just seeing more on the higher price point properties, just kind of prices reduction. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people wanting to buy. They're kind of holding off. They're scared. And, and yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. So I, th- I think that because California does have one of the highest prices in the nation and in it's such a big state, like anything that hits the, the real estate market is probably going to start there. And it's just going to be the one that has the biggest hit because it's California. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I know so, your pricing has been I've been watching California. <laughs> it's been kind of crazy out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So are you coaching your buyers so that they will maybe take advantage of bringing sellers down in their pricing and, you know, waiting for that opportunity to refinance that we kind of are predicting? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I am basically, I'm, I'm not necessarily telling because sometimes, sometimes when the economy goes down, that that doesn't necessarily mean that interest rates are going to go down either. Because we're starting to see a tank in the economy, but interest rates keep going up because the Fed keeps trying to stop the inflation with crazy, you know, decisions. Right. So, so what I do tell them is, you, look, if if you pay attention to what the Fed is saying, like, we, I have this great lender who keeps us on on top of like every, every almost every day of what what is going on in, you know, in the in the. Um, in the market and how it relates to real estate and, and mortgage loans, mortgage-backed securities and stuff. So I tell them, you know, just because prices come down, and I do go over numbers with them. So I do scenarios. So if you're trying to buy a house for like 600 grand and, you know, 
the rate is this much right now, but if it continues to go up for a year, you're going to be at a this rate. Now you're paying this much more and you might not at that point be able to afford it. So I, so I do have these conversations with them and I do explain it in numbers so that they can physically see, you know, what their mortgage payment will potentially look like and the difference of how much interest more they're going to be paying if they wait for prices to come down. Yeah. And I always ask them as well, like, how long are you going to keep this house? Are you trying to keep it for like two, three years? Then maybe, you know, yeah, it might not be a good time because when you resell it, may, the price may not be there. But if you're buying a house, stay in it for at least five years. I mean, there's no reason to be afraid. Just just buy, you know, real estate is an, a, an, it's an appreciating assets with inflation. So regardless of what happens with the economy, in the long run, real estate is always going to go up because of inflation. It's just a given. Yeah. yeah. And to piggyback off of inflation, um, we're now sitting at 8.6% year over year. And inflation is the enemy of interest rates. So as inflation yeah. keeps creeping up, interest rates are going to follow suit. That's just yeah. what's going to happen. But we can't keep up with this inflationary market forever. So that's why experts are predicting that a recession is going to hit early 2023. Right. Um, when the recession does hit, interest rates are going to be forced to come down. And they're not going to come down to where they were before. I don't think we're going to um, see yeah. the twos. We might not even see the threes again. But interest rates will probably be like low fours, mid fours. And right now with the average benchmark interest rate right now being around like 5.25 with points, that's going to create an environment where we are going to see people being able to refinance and, you know, save a little bit on their monthly mortgage payments that they're going to have to pay right now. Yeah, yeah that's good. That is a good point. Michelle, where are you located? Are you seeing the same thing? Yeah, exactly. Well, our prices are kind of, I'm in California also, in Los Angeles, so prices are still pretty high. We're just not seeing the multiple offers, um, but we are both pullback of buyers because of the interest rates. Um, so people are, are kind of scared right now to take the next step. Yeah, so I think we have to all come together and figure out how we're going to encourage these folks to still, as Zahira and Amy said, purchase the properties that they want to purchase because waiting could potentially cause their payments to go up or price them out of the market because we don't know when the interest rates are going to come back down. Um, and I have been seeing also more homes come on the market. Uh, it's not a dry inventory. I just actually looked earlier in the last three days within 50 miles of D.C. Um, 1,100 homes are new on the market and 800 are back to active. I feel like that's the most I've seen <laughs> in a while. So um I mean, that's a drastic number of homes that people can take advantage of in our area. I encourage you guys to go and check out yours in MLS and see. Um, Gian, where are you located? Oh, he's part of our org. Got you. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw, I just saw Autumn's thing. <laughs> So that is what I'm seeing in my market. Um, and then I've also been 
as we mentioned earlier, kind of preparing buyers for that 6% interest rate. I mean, when I bought my first house in 2007, my interest rate was six and a half percent. And I want to say the going rate at that time was like six and a quarter or something like that. Yeah, that was the norm. So yeah, that, I'm, that, that's part of the conversations that I've heard a lot of uh, agents saying is between sellers saying I could have gotten this for my house if I'd sold six months ago, which was still way above list. That's out of the norm. Interest rates. And I was an escrow officer in 2008 when all that hit. This isn't it wasn't normal to have such a low interest rate, too. So it's kind of educating buyers and sellers on what the norm is. We had such two differentiating amounts on sell, the, the prices of the house and the interest rates. So that's something that just people have to get used to the fact that that was extremely low and they were getting extremely high for their house. So that's that's just conversations with either side. It's not just yeah. one side having an out of ordinary thing. It was both sides. Yeah, it was both sides. And I think you're right. We do have to educate them on. I mean, even in 2017, the interest rate was, as you mentioned, Amy, a four percent, four and a half. It was somewhere in that realm. And that was not too long ago. Mm-hmm. 2017, 2018, it was in the fours. Um, so I it is educating the buyers on where a normal, I guess, interest rate is um because i've seen i've bought a house at <laughs> you know and that wasn't 20 years ago i mean it's, it's almost 20 years ago but it wasn't 20 years ago so it's just something for them to keep in mind as they're shopping and just kind of keeping them motivated because there are houses that have been sitting um i just had one that was on the market for 10 days and they're now paying 2% closing help towards the buyer's closing costs. Um, so, and even my property that I purchased came down 40,000 in their list price. Um, so I think it's just a matter of advocating for the buyer. You know, we all know when a, a home is overpriced, especially when you're comparing it to brand new uh, I mean, not brand new, but homes that have been updated and they're selling obviously from a tire and you're walking into what could potentially be a dump. We shouldn't be paying the same. And I, I'm not advocating for buyers to pay over the appraised value. It's just something I just do not recommend. If they choose to do it, then that's their choice. But I have not listened. I have not had one buyer until a couple of weeks ago pay over their appraised value. And that was that person's choice. They wanted to pay 5,000 over. The seller agreed to that. And that's what they did. So yeah. I saw that a lot in this, the crazy couple, last couple of months is that people had to do that to win offers. Um, but I, I did hear this stat that, you know, as far as loan officer production, people are down about 30% from what they were doing last year. So I kind of wanted to get people's opinions on, you know, where is your production at compared to last year? And what are some things that you're doing to combat this challenging market that we're in? Ooh, that's a good question. I know last year, I didn't even realize how well I did until, <laughs> <laughs> until I got my 1099. I'm like, wait a minute. So the numbers aren't right. I sent year. it back to the <laughs> 
Um, but they were right. So yeah, I mean, it's it's been tough for me. I tried to shift my focus to getting listings to kind of generate that inventory in the market that we're missing versus trying to procure buyers. Um, but I do have a team to help me. So I have three other agents working with me that can kind of take the focus on to buyers and so that I could focus on, you know, procuring more listings and getting the inventory up in our area. Um, Zahira, do you have any feedback for her on your production in comparison to last year to this year? Well, it's uh, gone down, definitely. Um, uh, I, uh, I've been typically more a buyer's agent. So my thing is just, uh, uh, I love to educate. <laughs> so just educating the, the buyers to, to, like one of the main things that I do in my consultations is I, I, I always pull up a graph of what the interest rates have been over the last 50 years and how horribly they uh, were, um, how horrible they were back in the 1980s when they were like up to like 18% or six, 17%. So, so I, I, I like to educate them so that they can see the bigger picture and not just focus on what's happening right now so that they can make a better decision for themselves. And I always tell them that, uh, in regards to the buyers, you know, you're if you're ready to buy, you just need to buy because in the long run, it's just going to benefit you more than having um, continuing to pay rent forever, which keeps increasing, at least in our area. The rents are insane. That's a good point, because I've also been telling some of our buyers and my buyers agents to let people know that I don't know about anyone else's area. Like you said, rent is insane. But from our area, rent is is crazy it's mm -hmm. it's higher than if you were to purchase the home yeah in, in our area it's too i mean it, it just in the last year it has increased tremendously so i always try to keep data with me so in 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 talking to clients so that i can educate them and, and show them what the bigger picture is instead of just focusing on oh my gosh you know two percent three percent interest rates were basically to an extent unrealistic because mm -hmm. they, they they've never been around if you look at the last 50 years it's yeah. the only time and who knows if they're ever going to come back down if you average out interest rates from the last 50 years the average interest rate is seven or eight percent of the last 50 years that's the average so if you have if you tell them that and they're at a 5.75 interest rate right now it's like wow you still have great interest rate yeah. So and if, and if if and if in the future you're able to refinance and that's a great idea, just refinance, but stop paying rent. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <You> know? <laughs> stop paying rent because someone else is, you know, reaping the benefits of your payment. Yeah. Yeah. Our rent here is is crazy. I would say in the whole metropolitan area, it doesn't matter if it's in DC, Maryland, or Virginia. A one bedroom is like almost $2,000 a month. Mm -hmm. What about you, Michelle? Are you in the same area as Zahira? She said she was in Southern California. Yeah, I'm in Southern California in the Los Angeles area. I don't remember what area that she said, but yeah, rents are crazy and they do keep going up. Um, and that is something that I do, you know, tell my clients 
that, you know, they're going to be paying more for their rent than they are to buy a house. So, uh, we, we discussed that and I do show them graphs and how the interest rate is uh, historically still pretty low in comparison to the average, you know, it's been in the last 50 years. Do you guys think the rents are increasing because buyers have dropped out of the race to buy a home? And so now they've turned to renting. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then the ones that have sold and made money don't want to buy again because they're waiting for the prices to go down. And so they're renting. Yeah, that's what I think, too. Yeah. So is Mm -hmm. rental competition right now worse than like housing competition? I think so. I know some of my agents on my team do rentals and they have had people submitting application after application. I know that there's some leeway depending on what application system the agent uses, but they're submitting an application fee to every time they submit an application. In in Southern California, well, I'm here in, uh, I mainly work the Inland Empire. So we get a lot of people from LA wanting to leave LA and move out here. And a lot of people from Orange County wanting to leave Orange County because it's more expensive and move out here. Mm-hmm. And and plus all the rent, all the people that sold. So so there's a lot of competitions in after the pandemic. It was just horrible because of nobody was moving. Nobody was doing anything. So that spiked up the rents in, horrible here in our area. Uh, at least uh, at least twelve hundred dollars from one year to the next of, of, of rent increase in our area. So wow. that's the kind of stuff that, that I rent that that's the kind of stuff that I mentioned to, to renters um, who are thinking about buying, you know, like mm-hmm. sometimes we got applications for, for, for properties there. They had like up to 20, 25 applications for a rental, for a rental. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so it, it's just crazy. It's slowing down a little bit, but still it's the yeah. rent prices are crazy they're astronomical now in everyone's area i saw your comment lisa yeah um and the thing is is like my house i could have sold and made so much money on it but i was priced out of finding another house to buy Mm. because everybody was bidding so much over list price so that's what a lot of the rental companies here were taking advantage of people could not pass up making so much money over what their house was really worth and they have nowhere to go so here let's raise the rent because people have to have somewhere to live so i know a lot of people who who just price themselves out of finding or or even finding a house much less you know being able to get in getting into a bidding war so yeah it, it increased a lot in dallas too yeah i think um if the rates continue to go up we may see a slight lull. I mean, there's going to still be buyers, but it's not going to be the heavy season like we saw. And I'm calling this around like September. Normally when things start to slow down anyway, when people go back to school and all of that, um, it's not going to be our usual. I'm used to being busy like almost all year long. (laughs) And I don't think that's going to happen this this coming season, but we'll see. You never know. I Like I said, I try to shift my focus to sellers, which has been challenging because like Zahira, I like to educate. I like to have those, um, you know, relationships with the buyers and dealing with sellers is com- it's a completely different ballgame. 
It is a completely different ball game. We have two minutes left. Does anyone have any questions or anything else they want to share? Well, we have Amy. I would just say like for us real estate professionals, you know, with a recession coming with, you know, we don't have as much business right now. It's so important to just save, save, save and not unnecessarily spend. Um, We just need to make sure that we have our nest egg. Yes. Uh, Lisa asked, how will lender contributions change with the rates increasing? That's a good question. Are you talking about with uh, lender credits? Yes. Yeah, so it's really interesting when we look at rate sheets because it's typical for, you know, if a buyer needs a lender credit, we can increase the interest rate to be able to give them a lender credit. Now on the rate sheets, we're not seeing options available to take a higher interest rate to get a lender credit because it's a risk to the lender. So most rates that are on our rate sheet are actually costing discount points to buy down the interest rate. We're not really seeing rates at par anymore. So on top of your down payment and your closing costs, you're also having to pay discount points to get your interest rate. So I'm hoping that starts to change soon, but from what I've seen, it's not going to. The lender will cover half a point and the buyer will match that half a point for the one point. (laughs) (laughs) And we have had to take hits on, you know, pricing and stuff because it's hard enough in this market for the buyer to come up with all of this money for their cash to close, plus offering the appraisal gaps that we've been seeing. So, you know, lenders are taking huge hits across the board as well. Do you guys offer a program that helps um, buyers with the appraisal gap at all? Uh, Not at this time, but we are coming out with a product soon that's going to act like cash in this market. So basically how it's going to work is we front the cash up front for the client. We still need to get an appraisal done, but we don't care what the appraisal comes in at. And then at the end of the day, we're going to refinance that client. So we can still do a two-week close and we guarantee that we're going to close in that period of time. We close them out, then we make them refinance. So that's going to help them be a little bit more competitive. That's amazing. I'm excited. For um, that I believe Hometown Lenders services all 50 states. Am I correct? Um, we're in most states. It's not all 50 states. I'm not sure which ones we don't do. I think because we're at 48, but I'm licensed in DC, Maryland, and Virginia. Our company is licensed mostly everywhere, though. Okay. So if you guys have any referrals for the DMV, send them our way. <laughs> <laughs> Can yes. I get some information? I, I'm looking for to work with another lender. Um, is it possible? I'm just I'm listening to you. I'm just very impressed. Um, yeah, of course. My name is Amy Minnis, and you can always visit my website at aimforhomeownership.com. I'll put it in the chat. Okay, great. Thank you. Good. Yes, connect her with one of your colleagues. That'd be great. All right, we're going to close out. I think um, what I gained from this conversation is we need to educate our buyers. And I love Zahira. She has this rates for 50 years. I need to go print one out so I can yeah, take it with me everywhere. I love that. Do you, have, you, guys. A, do you have a sheet, the rate for 50 years that you can send? I have, um, oh God, yeah, yeah. Um, 
don't know who I need, uh, who I can send it to, but I have it in my computer. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. I'll ask my lender, see if he has one. Yeah. Maybe they'll be able to find one. I just don't remember where I got it from. <laughs> okay. All right. But it's a great suggestion. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you everyone for joining. Thank you, guys. This was great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.